Hey, it's Seto Kaiba, and you're watching Anime Egotists. I don't know why these guys don't know how to duel, unless they learn from Yugi, who cheats, or maybe Joey, who's a dog. Oh, why don't you have some more jelly donuts, like Brock, and maybe you'll get better. Hmm? Not. Oh, and <laughs> I play my blue eyes white dragon and kick your butts. <laughs> And welcome back to the Anime Egotist, where Zenosama would definitely get rid of us. Yeah, and there would no, there wouldn't be a chance for us to come back. We'd just be gone. Yep, gone forever. Okay. But anyways, you got me, Alex, and I definitely have been skipping some school days at Dual Meister Academy. Professor Stein has been very upset the past few days, and Soul Soul has been too, but not as much. And I'm Richard. That's correct. And we've talked before about the best and worst anime cliches, but now it's time for the reverse, because the last time we talked about another worst anime cliches, and this time we're doing the best of, which I hope is a good idea, but people seem to like the worst of stuff more on these on this channel, and I respect that. They like to watch us suffer. I don't blame them. But anyways, these are the cliches that we didn't get to talk about last time. The cliches that, upon further inspection, we actually thoroughly enjoy. Just the cliches that we still like all this time later. Exactly. I mean, I know a few of mine come from the early 90s, so that's kind of where I have the uh, mindset of, like, this is where this started and all that. So I'm kind of interested to see what you think of some of mine. <laughs> Yep, and but before we begin, we got two new subscribers this time: Nintendo Zilla ninety eight and Dorian Y. Thank you guys for subscribing and thank you for the love. Yes, thank you so much. We really do appreciate all the support. That's right. And before we begin, I have a bone to pick with you. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I seem to recall in the second worst anime cliches video, you said you didn't like the fluctuating times in fights. Meanwhile, on the last list of the best anime cliches, you said, "Oh, the fluctuating times." I just find it funny. What's up with that? What What are you What are you doing? What are you, why are you confusing our longtime fans? No, I I really view it. Looking back again, I missed that I even put that on my best list. But it is one of those things that I love and hate. Sometimes it makes sense, but then other times, like I specifically think of the Tournament of Power uh, arc in Dragon Ball. There's no way they had all these conversations that, I mean, lasted three episodes where they're just talking. So, to, I mean, they literally have like a 47 minute conversation between like three of the characters uh, in like three, over the span of three episodes, and then they uh, fall out. And then it's like, okay, so they did that what? 10 seconds? I'm watching you. No, but in all honesty, I actually, I like and hate it. it it's. It's overdone, but still enjoyable. So I'd love to hate it. Yeah, I can live with that. But I guess I'll start us off this time, if that's okay. Okay, go right ahead. All right, I'm going to say this. The surrogate parent cliche. Just the Or the surrogate family, brother, sister, anybody. Look, life is hard. Life is hard. And there are a lot... Sure, or I'm not necessarily huge on the idea that every single person comes from a broken home in anime or something like that. But it's nice to know that they have somebody else they can go to. Like, Naruto has Jiraiya and Aruka, in some sense. 
It's just a whole variety of characters that have other figures in their life that they look up to. It's 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 a nice feeling. Not, not a whole lot of jokes to be had in this one. I just I just appreciate the wholesomeness of it that everybody has somebody they can talk to. Yeah, and it shows that these a lot of times these relationships didn't start out as exactly a parent a child parent esque relationship. I always think of a. Uh, Aruka having to overcome his feelings of hate towards Naruto to be that figure for Naruto. So I, I can agree to that. I do like the, if there's a parent or parents missing that we do see other people step up a lot of times. Yeah. That's, and I, I especially like it in persona five because it really starts off like, Hey, like I'm just taking care of this kid as a fate favor basically. And then it goes develops all the way into I'm taking care of you because I see you as family. Don't date my daughter, okay? You're not going to do that, right? No, definitely haven't done it yet, Dad. What? What? Nothing. The next playthrough? Yeah, 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 basically. I'm going to make a great son-in-law someday in an anime sense. In real life, it probably won't happen. But anyways, surrogate parents, I talked about it before or for Pokemon, and we're not going to get into that right now, but just surrogate parent. Or okay. brother, yeah. sister, whatever. Yeah, just the person who becomes family. Yes, basically. I can understand. I'll agree. Um, let's see. So this one's this is a little weird. Uh, it's the <laughs> brief yell when a friend or ally dies in an anime. I love how we started off with the wholesome one. You're just like, nope, I can't last. Exactly. It's just, I, I mean, it's a great way of showing the emotion of losing someone in battle or uh, to something and the person's just having to yell about it. I always picture it, though, like the, um, I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I like, uh, and I've, um, when I think of the Klingons when they uh, die, they, act, they have something actually similar where they all just kind of yell to the skies Theirs is more of a warning to the gods that they're sending a Klingon to kill them, but... Come on! Uh, no, but in all honesty, I do really enjoy this. It's a, In my opinion, it's a great way of showing the emotion of and the pain that the character is going through. And, uh, I mean, and it happens a good bit in anime when one of the characters dies. I mean, I'm not necessarily okay with the characters we know and love dying for it to happen, but in all seriousness, I do agree. Like, if there is a good way of showing, like, turmoil and anguish when it happens. Admittedly, I guess part of the thing for me is there are times it happens for me, but it's not in a, oh, my God, I feel so bad. So it's more for me. It's like, oh, really? This is what we're wasting our time with? Because I feel like I watch a lot more bad anime than you do. Because sometimes bad anime can be hilarious. That seems to be true a good bit. Um, no, but... in. The thing is, it's when it's done well, this grief yell, it's one scene they they yell. And we usually will see like other in like the next episode or in the next few episodes, we'll see the other stages of grief throughout this. This is the this just happened stage in the griefing process. They lose everything. They so uh, that's just kind of why I like it. Yeah, I can, I can, I can definitely vibe with that. 
All right, your next one. All right, my next one. This is going to be a little bit of a weird one. And knowing me, I'm not really sure if you would expect this. School festivals. Okay. I guess part of the thing for me is, like, the, it always seems like, despite the fact that, like, it's going to sound a little cheesy, but it kind of it's nice to see all these characters working together and all these different interactions and setups, especially since over here in America, we don't really get festivals to that same level of extent. And we don't really get school... Because it'll show characters, oh, well, let's take time after school to set it up. And then during school, all this other sorts of stuff is happening. It works in the sense of, like, Persona 5 when it was like, actually, hey, we can't have too much fun in this time. Because there's, there's some crap going on in the real world. But other instances in, like, Psyche K or, other, or Daily Lives of High School Boy, is rich. it's just people goofing off. And just you get to experience all different sorts of stuff. It honestly makes me wish I kind of got to experience stuff like that. It just, char character, <laughs> school festivals just seem like they're fun, for the most part, with, with the exception of anybody who has to clean that stuff up, because that just does not seem fun. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. These are that fun, one-off, they're definitely better than, like, the beach episodes uh, that always try to be either perverted or have everybody think someone's going to be perverted and they're not this almost everybody all the characters seem to have fun a lot of times characters that even may not always get along seem to get along in these episodes so yeah i, I like these episodes as well a lot of times when i see them yeah i'm getting a little too wholesome on this list i'm noticing i'm gonna have to fix that in a bit uh, this one actually ties well into one of mine so oh all right go for it and that is school in general in anime is either f very fun or wacky. It seems like <laughs> times. And Go for it. Whether it's alternate universes where school's different things. I'm thinking of like, Welcome to Demon School, Irma Kun, where they've got a festival episode, but it's literally a school for uh, demons. Uh, and they have, and a human's pretty much trying to survive going to the school. They go through all, I mean, all the school adventures, but you see the stuff like, um, I just, I try to think of all the different animes. I mean, Beelzebub, the school's just nothing, full of nothing but uh, delinquents. Yeah, It's a war zone, pretty much. Yeah, I'm not even sure if there are actual grades or tests or anything like that. It's just, if you survive, the, if you survive the next three years, you graduate. Yeah, and I know... School there is a lot different than how we do it here. And again, we don't do the festivals. Our big focus a lot of times is whatever your after school activity is. Again, they do clubs, but none of the clubs really come together for activities really usually. And, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Schools. And that's plus, plus if you got a letter from whatever school is in my heroes universe, you would, you would jump on that in an instant. You know that wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's another one. I mean, uh, UA High School from My Hero. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be that. I mean, even when they've shown kind of regular schools, the students always seem to have a lot more fun. Now, I'm assuming that's just the way the, cult the cultural difference between the US and Japan. It could very well be that. Because uh, I think, I mean, Bleach focused... Uh, a lot of episodes around being at school and having to uh, hide uh, 
to be able to go fight the bad guy of the day for in some of the episodes and some of the minor arcs. So it's, yeah, they can all kind of be fun and wacky and stuff. And again, I, I don't remember ever being that fun and wacky in high school, but I could be wrong. It wasn't like that in college either. Then again, I didn't go to a school that taught you how to play card games. So maybe I was just, maybe my mom just sent me to the wrong school, but yeah, I agree. School. I do like, it, the thing is, that kind of makes me wonder, or that kind of makes me feel like I actually do enjoy more school-based anime, just because it does seem more interesting. Then again, <laughs> we're not the ones taking their tests, so I'm sure some of them would be like, uh, no? Yeah, and again, and it's a very common placement. Now, again, as I said, I haven't seen all the school anime, so I'm sure there's one where they're where it could be a bit more boring situations at the school or more, school bit more day, standard. School day seems like it's a pretty, it's not the school you want to go to. Okay. Well, there's a couple of reasons for that, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, I can go sign on to that. So my next one. Go right ahead. Wow, where I was out. Okay. The this this one I kind of had to combine these two because they're more or less the same thing. And I did kind of talk about this last time in another one of our, our worst cliches, but I'm going to say The Bickering Friends, but only if it's done right. Because one of the problems I have with, like, the Sundere, like I've said before, with the Sundere and the bland male protagonist is it all the Sundere feels justified with everything she does, which is not true. And it always comes off as toxic and kind of hateful. But when the two friends are, like, always bickering with each other, like, I think, like, for example, like, in Yu-Gi-Oh, I kind of think of, in a sense, you could say Joey and Tristan, or even at sometimes Joey and Mai, or solely you could say Soul and Maka, because they're basically the old married couple of their group. But, like, just friends who, like, know that they're friends deep down, but are able to kind of go back and forth with each other. As long as it never goes too far in one direction of one person being like that, I can live with it. I can agree to that. Um... I, I I do like the part of about this where they're like, oh, you like each other or are friends or something, and they're like, no, I don't like that person at all. I've had so I have so many friendships like that. It's not even it's it's not it, that part that part that part I don't like as much, but that's just for personal reasons. Oh, but yeah, I'll, I I can completely co-sign onto this about yeah. uh, the bickering friends. It's a dynamic that actually exists. But you know that when the actual shit hits the fan, they're going to come together and be friends. Yeah, don't get me wrong, though. There would be times when, if, like you said, if you and I were in the Soul Eater world and we were all just chill, we were all just trying to get studying done and we kept getting distracted, I'm like, okay, Soul, Manka, when you two are done bickering like an old married couple, can you guys, like, help us out, please? And the one I kind of want to tie back to is the delinquent friend. Like, just not necessarily the not necessarily always breaking rules or, or causing crimes or stuff like that, but just the best friend, the best friend character who's not all that bright, who kind of gets into fights with one of the girls, but like I said, never like overtly. Like, think like, like I said, Ryuji from Persona, Magna from Black Clover, or I guess pretty much anybody from Beelzebub because they're all delinquents. It's just the friend that has a big mouth, but at the same time will do anything to protect their friends. And this is the most vocal about it. Okay, yeah, I can... It's an interesting dynamic. I... The delinquent friend is kind of a weird statement because they... when it's 
an actual main character, they hardly ever do delinquent like things on screen. It's just they dress a certain way and then they're called a delinquent. And then they're like, no, I'm not. And then Magna will be like, no, I'm not a delinquent. I'm like, dude, look at your face. Like, I love you, Magna, but like, dude, look at your face. So, yeah, it's like all the side characters, the bullies that when they're actually delinquents, then you see them actually do stuff. Yeah, heck, I expect. Heck, I actually have an example of because deli- we talked that we've also talked about we don't like the perverted cliche because it just feels kind of wrong. But in daily lives of high school boys, they actually find a way, a hilarious way of doing it because the delinquents become best friends with one of the girls from their sister academy, and they end up looking up and they end up looking up her skirt late into the series. And as she's leaving, one of them looks at looks and he's just like, "What we did can't be undone." I feel so bad. And then they're like, yeah, I tried to tell you. And then at the bottom of the screen, it says, as the boy felt so bad and guilty about it, he missed school for three days. I'm like, that's what I want to see. I want to see more people who just feel inherently guilty about being perverted. But like I said, delinquent best friends and bickering best friends, just the friends who you know will always be there for you and who are vocal about it, even if they're a pain in the ass at times. Yeah, I can understand that. And I, I tend to agree. Usually... This kind of standard characters, when they're not annoying, they're done well. If they're yes. annoying, then it gets like it's not good. I was gonna say, well, that's it. Well, that's everything. I've never thought this is annoying, but I like it. Anyways, what's your next one? All right. Um, so this one is. Let's see which one. Do I like? Um, the pulling out of a random item. It's usually done for slapstick. I was about I was about to say, please be more specific with what you're talking about, because I heard pulling out and my mind went completely elsewhere. Well no, that's on our hentai channel now. Jesus Christ. Hey, say, if we get enough subscribers, we might have to. Anyways, continue, please. But this is the stereotypical the giant hammer, the frying pan, uh that's done a lot in anime. I I picture, I, I think Chi-Chi does the frying pan on occasion, usually when she's kicking Goku out to go work in the fields. Uh, Usopp uses the giant hammer that's actually just an inflatable balloon in the earlier part of the series uh, to scare one of the characters. It, it, it's always played for laughs, and it's always someone who's not necessarily as strong as the main characters, but they're, like, everybody gets afraid with this. Item gets pulled out. Yeah, I'd also like how in the Rock Lee show, Ten Ten would always pull out that fan to smack Lee whenever he was doing something stupid. When in real life, well, in the actual show, we'd be thinking, you know, if she was as strong with that fan in that show that she would be in real in the actual show, she wouldn't get more screen time. But it would it would still be helpful. But I, I do agree. I do agree. Gintama in particular does a really good job. Uh, they even find a way to do a switcheroo with it. But I'll get into that with one of my next points. But yeah, I, I can I can I can vibe with that, especially especially with that time in Pokemon where Jesse just pulled out a frying pan out of nowhere to cook something. I'm like, where where did you get that? You don't have bet. Never mind. I, I, that, some answers you just don't. Some questions you don't want to know the answer to. Yeah, and again, it's always played for laughs, and it's usually a funny moment. Yeah, but anyways, my next one. This is the last right. one before honorable mentions, right? Yep. All right. Just the nice, wholesome characters. Look, look, look. This is co- look. The world is a nihilistic, awful place that that probably will be better off once we're all off of it. 
That being said, though, it's nice to see people who just try to do their best to look on the positive side of things. Like, Gordon, Gordon from Black Clover, or Ona Era, I mean, best girl, I mean, yeah, best girl, from Nisakoi. Just characters who try and look on the bright side of things, who really wouldn't do anything to hurt a fly, but do care about their friends. And Some of them can be shy at times, and that can be annoying at some points, but... It's just nice to see that there are people out there who have some joy in the world, because Lord knows a lot of us don't have it. Yeah, it it helps in anime, I think, when especially when it's darker moments and it's uh, someone trying to put it. They're they're still trying to stay positive even in that dark moment. That. It, it, it can be a really good message for a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, my favorite probably being in Chi from Chovich. Just because, well, to be fair, she's also learning more about the world, so she doesn't necessarily know how nihilistic and and depressing it can be at times. But at the same time, it's just a nice change of pace. And some people might be saying, "Oh, well, aren't these people? It's not really all that realistic." Is it? I'm like, trust me, I know some wholesome people, and admittedly, I do bicker with them at times, but I do appreciate their existence, just like I do in anime. Yeah, so I'll agree to all that. So my last one, and then honorable mentions. Let's do it. I'm gonna kind of combine these two because they're both involve how characters look at a moment. So. Okay. The first one is, first part of it is the big colorful hair of the main cast. (laughs) I think we've even mentioned this before, but one of my favorite things is to see the crowd and then it's like, yes, the main character, one, they're actually moving and two, they actually, they've got hair that's six times the size of everybody else's and has usually a bright primary color. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Did, Yu-Gi-Oh! I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh! started the at for the most part, but then they're just like, you know what, let's just go crazy with it for everybody else. Yeah, it, it's so funny when you see those crowd scenes and the crowds either... And then and then the main cast is all talking around them and they don't move from that position. I swear, I, I've talked about that before and I, it still creeps me out to this day. Because I just think to myself, oh, they're, they're all listening to our conversations. Like, they, they have to be. They have to be listening to us. That is probably very true. But uh, again, back to the big color for hair. It's, it makes the characters really pop. And I think one of my favorite one of my favorite moments, and I don't remember what anime it's from. It's uh, the main character has like the most plain hair. So they, it's played the exact opposite. Like everybody else has big, spiky, colorful hair. And they're like, and they're like panning across and they show like one student and they're like, and this is me. And they cut to the, <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. I've only seen like a one or two episodes of it. It's like, that is so true. And it makes me, it, I wanted to watch more, and I think I fir- I think I stopped watching it and just never got back to it. Yeah, to be they kind of play with that in Psyche K because when it's showing the normal guy, it's like, oh, I have to congratulate Sato for all of his normal stat hats in gym class. First of all, why do you have those stats? Why are you taking them now? Um, and it's like, oh, wait, 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 the camera missed. Oh, oh, there he is. Sorry, he's so bland. His hair, he and his hair are so bland that the camera didn't notice him at first. Yeah. And then the other one I want to talk about uh, that kind of 
it's like a moment of a vi uh, visual is the glow means power in anime. Oh when characters God. have this glow, it's either they've powered up, they're having some sort of emotional control issue where they can't control their power. Something's going on and it means that they've, they're powering up past what they normally are. Yeah, or, or it's in gag anime, it just means they're like super happy. That too, yeah. It's, but it always means that something is happening and it's, hey, look at this person. They're glowing with power. Yeah, I can understand that. Uh, not, it's not the one of the ones I think about all that often, but I, d I definitely don't mind it. I, I can vibe with it. But I mean, it, ha it happens in like every anime now. Like, yeah. I think Pokemon's done it. All the different uh, shonen animes do it. And then most comedy or slice of life animes do it when they have the person who's obsessed with uh, manga and stuff. They're like, I'm going to power up. And then they show a glow. And then they don't usually don't end up actually any stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that happens. I mean, I feel like Saint Seiya might have been like the first case because that re because when they power up, up they re like they actually shows like an aura around them, like a glowing, and that eventually leads to some power ups down the line. I should talk about yeah, Saint Seiya more on this channel. Yeah, I've, I need to go back and watch them and find where I can watch the original series. I've tried watching the new one of Saint it, Seiya. Apparently, it's still on Netflix, so. Or Crunchyroll. But either way, honorable mentions? Exactly. I actually ended up thinking of another one, so I'm on th so I have three honorable mentions. Oh, uh, well, I took mine down to seven, so <sighs> combining those two, so. Alright, so I guess I'll just I'll just go with mine first. Fantasies or skits. Okay. Like just, be, I just appreciate when characters have active imaginations, and they'll just start, and their imaginations will just start coming up with the most random stuff of that does pertain to what's happening, but but they're just completely exaggerated, and people will be like, uh, no, that's that's not what it is. But particularly one of our favorite ones from Pokemon, the boss fantasy, is where Team Rocket meows like, oh well, let's get this Pokemon back to the boss, and Jesse and Jane be like, why? What's he gonna do with it? And then rather than showing, oh, he'll use his powerful Pokemon to fortify his forces or everything, it's like, oh, this Pokemon can give him a, a massage, or this Pokemon can sing him to sleep, or just something something stupid like that. But my favorite ones of those were probably the ones where things would go poorly, and Giovanni would always be like, Meowth and friends will pay for this, and they're all just like, yeah, let's not do that. Let's just keep it for ourselves or something. But just, but just skits, fantasies, just a bunch of different... It shows off the imagination of the characters and some of the more goofy stuff. Yeah, I, they're fun little excursions, especially when they're, a lot of times I've noticed they're also done, like they lower the quality of the animation by a lot <laughs> for the fantasies or change it to like drawings that are like either a really bad drawer or a kid drew it. And it's, it can be kind of cutesy and look really funny. And so it's, I, I tend to agree. They, they're a fun little escape. Yeah, heck, sometimes they even do fan mail for that stuff. Like, like in Gintama, they have a they have fancy where Gin, Gintoki is like a teacher, and the and all the other characters are in school or stuff like that. And, and one of the fan mail questions was, "What's Gintama about?" I don't get it. Edit, and then the author himself said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I don't understand." <laughs> but it's just it's it's just a fun distraction. It never feels like too much. It's, it especially helps with the Chunibyo characters, with, but I've talked about them before, so I'm not going to get too much into that. All right. 
So your next honorable mention. All right. This is this one. This one's gonna be a little bit of a weird one. Like I, but character songs, like just music that pops up for certain characters. Like the delinquent character shows up, they'll have a certain track from for background music. The wholesome character, just that sort of thing. Thing. It honestly, it, it's one of those things where it really upsets me that when I hear this, like they don't have like CDs or stuff because I would be listening to this all the time. But it's 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 a nice way of making the, the characters feel a little more special. Yeah, I, I I've noticed that a lot of animes, especially lately, uh, have like one theme that's for every for that sudden appearance thing so I, I tend to agree when it does when they do get individual ones it does feel more special and more earned I would guess is the right term yeah but like it's an honorable mention so I didn't want to harp on it too much all right and, your and last my last one? one I really hope this is on your list training arcs or just characters tr- actually training it is honorable mention uh, I'll move it to honorable mention I was going to discuss it a bit more but Oh damn! But just 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 characters actually growing stronger and not sitting with their thumbs up their asses. Just it's seeing all the progression and stuff they go to and thinking to myself, "Wow, I could never actually do this." But in all seriousness, it's nice to see the characters actually want to improve. If if it's for a special attack, an upcoming battle, or if it's just the, or if it's just oh, I have to get stronger and like actually learn to be make friends in class and. And they have like weird training sequences, just just that sort of thing. It's nice to see. Yeah, and they could be so unique. I mean, I think back to the original one in Dragon Ball, uh, where it's uh, Goku and Krillin running with fifty pound turtle shells on their back, delivering milk to the residents of an island. That's literally their training to get stronger. <sighs> That's that's some that's some some that's some karate kid stuff like the wax on wax off thing, but that, that feels a little more useful than hey fi- hey wash clean my car. But yeah, I th- that like I like we said, there are so many different unique ways of going about it, whether it's serious or completely comedic. They find ways of making it interesting every time. Yeah, and they're all over the place. They again, as you said, they they can also be in other styles, not just fighting and shonen animes they can uh literally show them doing physical training to overcome like social anxiety or speaking in front of people they'll show them doing physical exercises to train for it's like wait why are we doing this <laughs> it's just like the writers are just like you know what we kind of just let the character go off so we're, we're, we all want to go home let's just let's just move on we're good but yeah, that was going to be my final one, but I'll uh, just so I'll uh, go down to one honorable mention and then my final one as well. Okay. Let's see. So I kind of touched on this, I think, in our previous one where the uh, how to put it the uh, heroes running late to the fight was the original topic i was about to say i was about to say you've brought this up you brought this up on both videos but this one is the all hope is lost moment it could be they think um i think of like the frieza moment when he uh everyone like that moment right when he come 
is out of the water after everyone thinks he's dead before the Super Saiyan transformation. That feeling of that was Goku's best attack, and this guy, and all it did was piss him off more. I'll still never That's, understand how he survived that. Uh, no idea, but it, it's that moment. The hero maybe have been on time this time, but something's happened. The, the all loss of hope um, in Berserk. I think of the final uh, part where uh, Guts is uh, pretty much being eaten alive. I think at that point, <laughs> I don't know what else to how else to describe it. And uh, God, what's his name? The the guy who transforms in the end uh, is uh, pretty much turned into an, the bad guy. Griffith. Griffith. Yes. I was about to say we've been friends for Reese long enough, and you're forgetting characters from Berserk. He's going to find you for that. It's been a long time since I've watched Berserk. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I guess one of the things for me, I guess my Dragon Ball example would probably be when once Piccolo died in the Saiyan saga, because I was like, oh crap. That's mm-hmm. Krillin. You might want to bust out that destructo disc thing because that's that's the only chance y'all got at this point. Or heck, at the end of I don't remember the specifically what the arc was called, but in Soul Eater, one of the arcs arcs ends pretty much like we failed. We failed, old guys, and the world doesn't look good right now. I mean, another good example of kind of all hope is lost. Uh, that I remember a lot from a kid and it's kind of a tragedy loss of a friend moment similar to the grief yell is in Mega Man NT Warrior at the end of the uh, Net One Grand Prix when Mega Man's deleted and it's like oh yeah we're kind of screwed here because <laughs> we don't have him anymore Lamb did you back him up no that, that concept doesn't exist yeah I'm like oh damn this is why we like. Yeah. This is why I like Geo more. But anyways, but, yeah, I can. It, it's a good way to sell the trauma and just the potential heartbreak the characters could be facing right before the character showing up late thing, because that's usually what it's followed by. Mm-hmm. And or a sudden power up or the power of friendship. Yeah, I was gonna say the uh, the group uniting and standing up again to fight the bad guy once more. And somehow they're half healed again, even though they might have suffered a punch through the stomach or uh, limbs pretty much broken off. Yeah, but, but basically. Like, we can't have everybody die. Richard, we can't have everybody die in the anime because like, no. that would be so much more depressing. I'm not saying that they're all dead. I'm just saying they literally had arms, legs broken, and then they and then they get up and continue fighting there it's like no someone else needs to stand up you're you're crippled pretty much right now yeah but but i do i do understand though yeah i can i can agree with that all right so what is your final entry for this i i have a feel you know i I didn't expect training arcs to necessarily be on your list because i actually expected this to be on this one to be on your list but i just i can't not i can't not mention it i feel stupid that we didn't even mention it last time tournaments we really didn't mention that last time no we did not we did not we were not a good channel back then although to be fair we're not a good channel right now but regardless tournaments are awesome dragon ball oh yu yu haku show oh just tournaments are just 
fun. And there's usually, and it usually helps when there's something at stake to them, like a grand prize or, hey, hey if we don't win, they're going to kill all of us. Just it, It's nice because it usually gives a good variety of characters something to do. Sure, we're not all expecting side character number 25 to do to win the whole tournament for the main heroes, but it's nice to see that they're that for the most part they might be able to do some damage or at least like learn a new power up or something like that. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on this channel already, but the tuning exams is a good example because it it introduces the Konoha 11 and the Sand siblings and lets you get to know them, learn their powers, learn kind of where they stack in the power between all of them at this point that I think, unfortunately, after the tuning exams, doesn't really go away. Yeah. You don't really change that much position anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's just, and normally, for the most part, anyway, the fights are, if anything, I feel like tournament fights are where they, the animators and the writers decide to step it up, actually. And it's not just... The best part, nowadays, it's not even, hey, if you knock out your opponent or you kill your opponent, you win. Like, there are other things like, hey, you have to protect this part of the base, or you have to do this sort of thing. Black Clover had an awesome tournament episode, and it was completely filler. It's just, hey, all the captains, get together, do just fight, do whatever you want. Uh, and it was an awesome episode. What? It's just, it's, tournament, tournaments are cool. Like, if you don't like tournaments, you're not going to, mm -hmm. then, then what are you doing here? Go. Get lost. Go away. Yeah, I kind of include like Olympic game style stuff in this as well, where it's teams of people competing in different activities. So it doesn't necessarily all have to be fights for this. It could be, I mean, I've mentioned the uh, fairy tale grand magic games arc when it comes to this stuff. There is fighting in it, but there's also, uh, God, one of them's like the train where characters have to run on a train uh, style thing uh, and make it to the front from the end of it to the beginning of it uh, while it's moving and uh, different obstacles are coming. So it's, it can be different things. It doesn't necessarily have to be physical fights. Heck, and Hunter x Hunter, I'm pretty sure there was a volleyball tournament in one arc, but I could, I could be thinking about something else. No, I'm pretty sure there is. There's also rock, paper, scissors. Good God. So I think that's more of a move, but... Yeah, but basically, basically it, they're just they're just they're just fun. They're just fun, and we just get some awesome moments between in characters and just them getting stronger. And sad, but sadly, it's the peak for some characters because you know, some after this, we're never going to see them get this strong again. Yeah, unfortunately, I think of that as like the Yamchas and the Krillins. Yamcha comes back, supposed to be strong, and then. He's kicked out in like what the second round of the original tournament, and then his legs broken by Tien in the first round the next year. Yeah, and like heck, okay. heck, like going back to Pokemon, a lot of people will tell me, you know, I don't watch Pokemon on a consistent basis anymore. But when the tournaments for at the end of the season starts, that's when I check in. And honestly, I'm I'm kind of with them on that. Now, sure, we all know not every tournament's going to be amazing, but I'm willing to let let tournaments continue. For, because with every mediocre or even bad one we get, there are tons of ones that are just brilliant masterpieces. Yep, I tend to agree. I remember um, I only watched what the first season series of Sun and Moon, and then came back after it fin after it wrapped up and watched the uh, 
finals in that one. So I've seen pretty much, I, th I think I've even seen parts of the black and white one uh, just to see what happens in there, but still. You know we're going to have to just completely finish black and white at some point. You know that, right? Never. We have to. Never. We have to. But anyways, what's your last one? So this is one that I love and hate at the exact same time. And it, it, it's, but, how do I put it? it is stupid when you think about it, but it, it, it's, it always happens in anime. Swords are better than guns. Go ahead. So in almost every anime there uh, that involves someone who's a master sword fighter, they're going to face someone with a, a gun. They're going to chop the bullet in half. They're going to beat the person. It doesn't matter that, oh, they were a sniper and 100 uh, meters away shooting. It's They're still going to run up and chop the gun into pieces or uh, disarm them. The person with the gun never wins. <laughs> Yeah, Battlefield Friends will be far more interesting when the characters start using swords and stuff like that. But I, I do, it's a, it's a funny cliche to me to think of like, all right, I, I have this person tracked. I have no everything about them, their vital spots, everything, and the guy with the swords like, <laughs> sword go burr, and then just takes them out. It's silly, but to me, it's just the right amount of silly. Exactly, it, it's. One of those things, every so often I do kind of want the uh, Indiana Jones thing where the person comes out and is doing all their sword moves and the person just pulls out their gun, shoots them and walks away. But you never get that really in anime. You get you get the, I'm going to shoot you from 100 meters away. You'll never get close to me. And then the person takes off running with the sword and manages to close the distance and take them out. So yeah, it happens all the time, at least it seems like. Yeah, the only time I'll really start hating it is when the sword itself starts shooting actual bullets. Then I'm at, then I'm gonna be like, all right, this is jump the this is officially jumped the shark. It's jumped the Kisame. I mean, yeah, th I think that's even happened. Before, oh, so. I don't mean I don't mean like energy blasts or something like that. I mean like the sword actually starts firing bullets like a gun. That's that's when I'm gonna be like, all right, I got I got to kick Richard's ass for this. I'm gonna yell at him for this. No, I think it's happened before. I think it. Might be in Trigun or something. It's quite possible with something like that. Oh my god, you're wrong. You're probably not even wrong, but I I can side with that. It, like I said, it's just goofy enough for me to. It's goofy enough for me to like. I can tolerate it. Exactly. It's one of my ones that I love to hate, but I still love it. Mm, oh, huh. so this is, I'm I'm starting to find out what you love to hate now, and I'm I'm not quite sure how I feel about it, but. I guess that I guess that's that that's all we have. That's all for today. Yeah, I believe so. Alright, so ladies, gentlemen, and others, which what anime cliches that what anime cliches do you love? Oh, do you like the more wholesome characters, like the characters who will do anything for their friends or just be supportive or, or stuff like that? Or do you, or do you, are you one of those people like Richard who you're just like, oh I like when all hope is lost and people just are just empty and sad, that sort of thing. Just let us know what cliches do you like that we haven't really talked about. Just that sort of thing. Exactly. And also let us know if there's any that like how I like them. Love to hate. It yeah. seems like I have a lot of love-hate uh, cliches here. Yeah, but yours are more... Your love-hate-hate hate stuff with anime is more of anger. And mine's more of just laughing like an idiot. 
Also, just let us know what other sequel videos would you like for us up? Because I do. Because I'm gonna be honest, we could do the our favorite anime arcs. We could do that video forever. But we could also do the anime arcs that need fixing thing. Oh, and the worst anime episodes. Oh, I have so much. I have so much ammunition for everything nowadays. So we could do this for a while. Exactly. Um, I think our next episode might be uh, kind of how we feel about the new Pokemon games coming out because this is actually coming out on, or this has been filmed on the day that those games are being released. So that, that is correct, and we get to talk about just how awful and dreadful those games are, and how Game Freak is screwing us over. Or talk about how we're going to start kissing Game Freak's feet because they know everything of what we want, or we're just like somewhere in between, like. Or just like, oh, I like it, but, or I hate it, but, I don't like it, but, like, it's, I don't, I don't know, people get crazy about stuff on the internet. We try to be a little more tame about it, for the most part. Exactly. But anyways, we will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening, and comment, and buy the stuff on the shop and everything, and we will see you guys next time. This has been Alex. And Richard. And you've been listening to the anime Egotists. Good night, and peace easy.